Peace, everyone. My name is Jasmine, and this is my journal. It's like my little... So whenever I record off the laptop, sometimes the sound don't be that good. So I found this little microphone that I bought years ago, and I've been using this. So I'm hoping it'll work good until I can purchase a better microphone. But anyhow, peace to everybody. I hope everyone is well. Um, today is December the 8th for like 21 more minutes. Um, I've been doing all right. Today I wanted to do a story time and I also wanted to talk about a uh, detachment. So a while back, I remember I was going through my spiritual journey and um, I had a friend and she was like, you know what Jazz, you ought to do like a cord cutting from like all the people in your past Go ahead, you know, cut some cords. So I was like, all right, you know, she's a she's a very seasoned practitioner, and you know, she's like, I cut them for you. So I'm saying, you know, so she went on ahead and she cut my cords. And I remember her telling me, um, and then she also did like a like a, a Reiki section session. And if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry, I never say it right. But anyhow, she did a session with me. Um. After the session, she was like, well, it came to me that there's a cord that um, I couldn't cut. So I was like, why? She was like, you know what? I'm not sure. So as time went on, you know, time passed. Um, she did a few other sessions with me. Same cord, I always come back up. Um, I went to visit a friend out of town, and she... Um, she calls herself a natural healer and she pretty much does the same thing. Mind you, I didn't share my experience with this new friend and she said the same thing. Yeah, I'll you know make sure your cords are cut and you, you're aligned, but this cord right here in particular, can't cut it. So I'm like, well, what cord is this? At the time, I didn't know. So I've gone through life, some things can happen. Some things seem to happen, and then I finally realized where what, what the cord was, what the the attachment was. At least I thought at that time. So when I realized what it was, <laughs> I went back to the first friend. I was like, "Well, I know what it is now. Can you cut it?" So she said, "Well, let me, you know, meditate on it." She got back to me, and she was like, "No." So I said, "You know, this is an attachment that I need to let go because it's unhealthy. I need to cut." She was like, no. And of course, um, the attachment was to a male. She wouldn't cut it. Went to my other friend, talked to her about it, the same one from before. Um, she divined on it and she said, absolutely not. So time passes by. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. So I get with my mentor um, and she... I go to her, my mentors and my teachers, they're like last minute resorts. They're like, okay, I done exhausted everything I couldn't exhaust. Let me go to them. So I went to her because I know that pretty much anything I asked her to do, she'll do. So I go to her and I said, you know, I got this attachment to this person. It's a cord. Um, can you help me, you know, separate? So she was like, yeah. So we, she had me do this meditation and she was like, I want you to trace the source. I learned this from Master Sai too, which is not surprising because her and Master Sai are partners. So they often said the same things. It's weird. They just, 
they just be they just a lot of the information I got from them was repetitive. It's like when I talked to one, I felt like I was talking to the other. Hard to explain what it is, what it is. Well, she told me to trace the source of it. So um, I go visit her. I had to drive out of town to visit her. We lay down and I go to trace the source of this cord. And I can't find the source. I start seeing like I saw several different lifetimes, snippets of lifetimes. And I was always I was ready to trace all of these experiences back until it was nothing. So when I came up out of my meditation, I told her what I saw. And she was like, I ain't cutting that. So I was like, what the heck? By this time, I'm frustrated. But I lived for it with it for a while. But the connection became painful for me anyway. So when the connection became painful for me, I had to come up with a way to do it. So last, my last ditch effort, I got in contact with a shaman. And, of course, I was denied. I did find somebody that was willing to do it. I found two people that were willing to do it. But their, their practices were kind of shysty. And spirit, some in my spirit was just like, nah. So I remember I went back to my mentor and I'm like, look, ain't nobody about to cut this. This is painful. Um, how do I take this? How do I handle this? And she made a valid point. This is what she told me. Because it was to the point to where trying to remove myself from this connection, I would get physically ill. When I say trying to completely separate or force myself away, I would get headaches. I would get these awful, awful stomach aches that were terrible. And she was like, um, she was like, well, imagine a cord coming from your body or being connected to you and you yanking at it real hard. She's like, it's going to hurt. Or she's like, imagine something wrapped around your hand like you're playing tug of war and you're yanking super tight. She's like, it's going to hurt your hand. So the analogy that she gave me was, she's like, think about a fishing rod. And she said, you fighting for this much of the um, the extension of the rod, but you got a whole bunch wrapped up. Um, so you can like make the line go as long as you want because you got all this extra line. So she said, I advise you to loosen the line. She said, loosen the line. She said, you don't have to cut the cord because it's not meant to be cut. She said, but let it go. Loosen it. She said, this person is not causing you issues. Your need to control the situation is causing you issues. And that's when I had my aha moment. It leads me to talk about detachment because the problem always comes back to us, if that makes any sense. Most of the time when you're in situations like, like where you felt like there was a painful ending or somebody hurt you or something happened, you have to look at yourself and where you stand in the situation. Why did it hurt you so bad or why did you allow yourself to be in a situation that hurts so bad. So I had to sit with myself and I said, okay, what am I cutting? What am I detaching from? Because honestly, this person over here on the other end of this cord, 
didn't do more than anything than I allowed them to do. So what I'm detaching from? And that's when I had my aha moment. So the last retreat we went to, my teacher gave us um, a ritual that we can do. And the ritual is to, um, you know, it's like, it's like detachment, detaching from things, not having any attachments, things you can do. You know, like, um, so I have been trying to do this for months, um, but it was just too difficult for me to do. I couldn't think of a way to do it. I didn't know how I was doing it, but I knew that completely severing that cord was just out of the question. Even when I meditated on it, even the spirit told me like, no, I still try to find ways around to do it. And I still came up with nothing. So I said, what am I detaching from? And I realized that I had to detach from the illusion and idea that I created of this person. So I want to explain to you what this means. Let's say you meet a person. We have like good sides and bad sides to us. We all do. We're dual. We're dual in nature. And you look at the good sides to this person. And you create the whole being of this person based upon the good things that you've seen. But you're totally ignoring the other qualities. Or even the red flags. So somehow in this connection, I don't somehow, I just did it. I created an illusion of who this person was in my mind to fill in the blanks of areas that I did not understand. So basically, I'm not saying that my feelings were false because I care very deeply about this person, but I created an illusion of what I was to this person and what this, who this person was to me. I created an illusion on who this person really was. And I'm not going to lie to y'all women. A lot of us, we be out here delusional. You be, we be putting ourselves in relationships that we ain't even in. Like, and, 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 and talk about me if you want to, but how many times have you met a guy and y'all started dating and he told you walking in the door, I don't want a relationship. Just want a friend. I just want to have fun. And he do one relationship thing with you, and in your mind, y'all in a relationship. So now you're going through his phone. You're mad when he don't answer. You're breaking up his stuff. You want him to move in with you. When he clearly stated when he walked in the door that that's not what he wanted. I'm not saying that's my situation. And I'm not saying that, you know, that happens to everybody. Because some people, they do tend to be led on by other people. But you see that often. Where like a person to state clearly like what they want or they'll show you clearly what they want, but you refuse to see what it really is. Even vice versa, like if a person tell you that they want to be with you, they want to be in a relationship with you, they want to do this with you, but they don't call you, they don't come see you or they mistreat you or they never taking you out on a date or anything like that. Or they don't show you the things that they want to prove to you that they want you in that area. Actions speak louder than words. If a person really wanted to pursue you, they're going to do whatever it takes to pursue you. But some of us will take that person's words and won't hang on to those words. Well, this is what he said. This is what he said. Not what he's doing, but this is what he said. 
So what I decided to do was detach from the illusion that I created. I detached from any emotion or illusion that was causing any stagnation in my progress. Because at the end of the day, this ritual was all about myself. It had nothing to do with um, nobody else. It was all me. So when I wrote the letter, because it involves a candle, a string, you write a letter. Spirit told me to do it for three days. When I wrote the letter, I was very clear in my intention. And I was very clear on what I needed to do. Any emotion or idea that I created of this person or my connection to this person that was false or that was causing any blockages or stagnation in my own personal growth of my progression for my highest good had to be released because it has nothing to do with that person. And when I did that ritual, for some reason, as soon as I started doing it, I, my stomach was killing me. I remember three days. So I started on six. My stomach was hurting so bad. It was hurting me so bad. I got scared it blew the candle out. So I called my mentor. <laughs> Shout out to Indigo. Because I know Indigo was like, Indigo like me, she go to bed early. I got her out of bed. I said, Indigo, my stomach hurt. I'm about to die. <laughs> she said, girl, no, you're being resistive. That's why it hurts. It hurts when you pull against it. But if you let it flow and just leave it alone, it wouldn't feel like that. So what did I do? I let it go. So I went back with the candle, did the ritual. When I burnt the, the string, it's funny. So I burnt, I took the string, put it over the fire in the middle and burnt it. There was still like a thin thread of the string left that wouldn't separate all the way. I got very emotional. Remember, y'all, I said a thousand times, emotions ain't my thing. And I just, I think I probably cried the entire night. Um, I think that was releasing because I wasn't hurt. It was just tears. I wasn't even crying, but they, the tears just kept falling, 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 falling. Last time I remember that happening was one time I um I did a reading for a family. It was a very painful loss. Ugh. Somebody killed like the dude and his baby. Like who kills a baby? It was just, it was, it was sad. And even though I didn't feel sad giving a reading, it was a lot of energy I had to release. And I noticed that whenever there's a lot I have to release, tears. They just run. Like my my eyes are just run after a reading. So I think that's just my way of releasing. I did feel some emotion too, though. So the next day, I did the ritual the second day. The second day was easier. I felt a little better. Um, I did it. I burnt the string. And it was almost a clear cut. It's a little bit of string left. Last time I did it, clear cut. And I felt better. And the crazy thing is, is that I was able to think about this person without feeling upset. Honestly, I didn't really think about them most of the day. I had a good day. And I'm going to do it next month again. Because sometimes you got to do these things until um, 
you know, you completely feel 100% better. And some things may take a few months. But I realize, and sometimes we do need to detach from people. But most of the time, our detachments from people, it have they have nothing to do with that person. And they have everything to do with us, how we perceive these people, and the feelings that we create or the ideas that we create create based upon our feelings for this person. And they may not entirely be true. They might be true to you because you feel them, but they may not entirely be shit true. Or they may be very one-sided. So with this full moon energy up here, what do you need to let go of? I had to let go of control. And I think for me, control is a defense mechanism. You know what I mean? Because I have been through so much. I've been through so much that, like, have you ever been caught off guard and punched in the face? That's like the worst shit I have. Somebody stole on you off guard. I got my jaw cracked that way. An ex-boyfriend. Backhand me, I didn't even see it coming. It's like the worst feeling. So you kind of brace yourself. So sometimes you become controlling as a mechanism to brace yourself. I got to know what's next. I got to fill in the blanks. I got to know what's going on. I got to know what's happening. So it's kind of hard to trust things to flow because you're always on guard. But the older I get, there's freedom in just letting things flow. I don't remember the last time I even pulled a card for myself or even gotten a reading. I just let things flow. That's all I do. I get up, whatever the work day brings me, it brings me. Sometimes I might pull a card to get my energy for the day. I haven't done it in a while, but sometimes I used to do it with the journal. I don't even feel like I need that anymore. You know, sometimes I would wonder like, okay, what does this person think about me? What do these people think? But I don't even give a fuck. I just, I just, this is flow. It makes life so much easier. What is holding on to you? And if you can identify what is holding on to you, why? And sometimes it takes really peeling back the layers to figure out what's going on. I don't want to hear no shit like, oh, he won't let me go. We're meant to be. You you meant to be with a few motherfuckers. We're meant to be. He won't let me go. I love him. I don't want to hear none of that. What is the source behind your inability to let things or people go? This was a challenge for me. And I say that because generally I do not have attachment issues when it comes to males or people. There are only two males in my entire life that I had trouble letting go of. Two. I used to be wild. I didn't have some men. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't lying to y'all because this is my journal. I done had some wild times. I done had some people. Most of my breakups, once I'm done, I'm done. There's no feelings there. There are a few that I just, I had a difficult time letting go of. And one I have children by. But I realized that my inability to detach had everything to do with me 
and issues I had had nothing to do with them. Are you blaming your attachment issues and your abandonment issues on other people? I'm telling you, if you really sit down and think about it, it ain't got nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with them. They didn't do anything but operating who they were. It has everything to do to you. Your response to it, your emotional response to it, how you handle it has every single thing to do with you. I promise you. I speak from experience. I don't speak from judgment. I had already kind of realized that before all of this because it was like an aha moment for me. And I found it easier to enjoy myself. I found it easier not to have to have somebody around me or be with somebody or lay down with somebody or sleep with somebody. I don't need it. I enjoy my solitude. I don't have anything heavy that I carry with me like that anymore. And after this, I definitely ain't got nothing heavy on me. The last attachment that I probably have to work on is my attachment to my children. And it's probably going to be the hardest one. My children. Because them... They're my hearts, and, and they, they get to me the most, but anyhow, I'm not going to ramble on. What are you having trouble detaching from? Find the source. I promise you it's not him or her. It ain't got nothing to do with them. Most of the time, it's them from childhood. Or old relationships. You know that first boyfriend you had or that first girlfriend you had that very first relationship and they broke your heart or they left you for somebody else or they cheated on you. Let's be real. We ain't gonna talk about my first relationship. My first heartbreak. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got another story time for y'all. I'll tell it. My first heartbreak. <sighs> Baby. Yeah. When somebody just, to this day, people disappearing or, quote, ghosting me is an issue. That's them from that relationship right there. Though I wonder if my father dying before I was born, could that have, you know, created any attachment issues? Because you got to think about it. Look, I'm rambling. In utero, I'm medical. I'm sorry, y'all. I always think medically. But in utero, you share everything with your mother. So in response to stress, depression, and all that, certain um, neurotransmitters and hormones in your body, they rise. So if you as a pregnant mother feel it, your baby filled it. So my father left abruptly, suddenly. He left this plane. When my mom was pregnant with me, she had to go her whole pregnancy grieving the loss of her husband. She was three months pregnant with me for so six months she grieved. And I had to grieve in her belly with her. Could my attachment issues or my abandonment issues have started then? 
hey, this stuff get deep. Because you got to understand you're exchanging bodily fluids with your mother through that um umbilical cord. Those extra hormones that her body is putting out in, in, in response to stress and grief, I mean, and grief, I'll take it in. When you think about it that way, your shit be deep. So some people be out here thinking like, oh, I was born. I ain't never went through nothing. What your mama go through when she was pregnant with you? What your mama go through when she was a kid? When, when you was a kid? Was she in an abusive relationship? Was she connected to a male that was toxic? Was she ever hurt? I'm telling you. My kid that I have the most issues with, as far as emotional, is the one I had the most toxic pregnancy with. His father, was he, he was abusive. It was toxic. We used to fight all the time and argue all the time. And me and him, he is a very emotional, he can be emotionally unstable sometimes. That's what, he, that's what, I, that's what I carried him in. Look, I'm getting deep, y'all. Don't let me get started. Look, y'all, I'm a science geek. Don't let me get scientific on y'all with the body and the cells and neurotransmitters. Because I could talk all day. I'm thinking about going back to school. My background should have been in neurology because I love the brain. Look at my brain telling me to talk about how much it loves itself. Are <laughs> you thought that maybe studying your brain is like self-love? Learning about your brain and how it works and how each lobe works and what goes where, what does how? That's like self-love to your brain. Like, what you love it on me? Watching um, Ali's podcast on Sunday, Indra, I'm sorry. But um, watching his podcast on Sunday, this young man got on there and he said, you know what? I saw a video about opening my third eye. I saw a brother named Young Pharaoh talking about opening my third eye. Like, how do I do that? In my mind, I'm like... Your brain already begun the process. Your brain was like, wait, oh, you want to know about the third eye? Let me start opening it for you. It's like, all you needed was to be aware that there was a third eye that needed to be open. It's like that part of your body was sleeping. Your brain was like, oh, you just woke me up. Let me show you what I can do. <laughs> anyhow, the brain is dope. Anyhow, peace, y'all. I love y'all. Thank you to everyone who listens to every episode. Man, y'all dope. Love on yourself. Love on me too, because this full moon, this full moon in Gemini, fuck you. But all this releasing, baby. 11 times in the morning, I love you. 11 times at night, I love you. Tell yourself you love yourself till you feel it. Make love to yourself. I'm thinking about, I'm tired, I'm going to pee. But make love to yourself. Hug on yourself. Kiss on yourself. Mm. Do whatever you got to do to yourself. Love on you. Buy yourself something nice. When was the last time you bought yourself something? I'm about overdue for a bag. I was waiting for somebody to buy me one. Guess I'll buy my own. Buy yourself something nice. That's what you do. Buy yourself something nice. I'm going to buy myself a bag. I'm going to show y'all my bag when I get it. I got to save about $25 per check. When I get it, y'all going to see my bag. Buy yourself something nice. Do something nice for yourself. Take yourself out to a nice dinner. Treat yourself. Buy yourself some jewelry. 
whatever you like. So take a day off work and stay in bed and don't do nothing. To me, that's luxury. Peace.